Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Thursday, May 21st, 2020. Breaking news from Switzerland. The Diocese of Lausanne, Geneva, Fribourg has appointed the first ever female vicar general. On May 19th, the diocese published an announcement on its website stating, and here I'm translating from the German, quote, Bishop Charles Morrod, Bishop of Lausanne, Geneva, and Fribourg, has appointed Mrs. Marianne Paul Hensen, effective August 1st, 2020, as the Episcopal Delegate for the Diocesan Region of German Fribourg. In this, she will succeed Father Pascal Marquard, who has been the Episcopal Vicar since 2017, unquote. The write-up on the diocesan website goes on to explain that Mrs. Paul Hensen is married and the mother of three children. She also has four grandchildren. So yeah, this lady will represent the Novus Ordo Bishop throughout the German-speaking parts of Fribourg, Switzerland. But don't worry, she is well aware that she's not a priest, and so she won't be administering sacraments or anything, but she will assist Bishop Morad in the government of the diocese, together with four other such vicars for the other parts of the diocese. It's a big one, and I think we can file that under Corita Amazonia effect. Speaking of which... Corita Amazonia, France's awful post-synodal exhortation on the Amazon region that we took apart a few episodes ago. On February 13th, the Crisis Magazine website published an article by its editor-in-chief, Michael Warren Davis, with the interesting title, The Pope is Still Catholic. Now, by Pope, he means Jorge Bergoglio, of course, the man who calls himself Francis. What did Francis do for Davis to say he is still Catholic? Let me quote straight from the article. Quote, Yesterday, the Holy Father did something completely unexpected. Nothing at all. Unquote. Yep, that's all it takes nowadays if Bergoglio does nothing as opposed to declaring yet another heresy, he is suddenly proving his Catholicism. It's amazing how that works in the Vatican II religion. Now, of course, Davis was referring to the fact that in Corita Amazonia, Francis could have called for women priests and deacons and for abandoning clerical celibacy, but didn't. And that fact alone, in the author's mind, proves he is still a Catholic, yeah, as though he'd ever been one in his adulthood. See, in the Novus Ordo sect, these journalists and commentators get a very basic thing wrong. What makes you a Catholic isn't your refusal to subscribe to one heresy, it's your refusal to subscribe to any heresy, among other things, of course. These people always act as though making one orthodox statement makes you a Catholic. And so they don't care, uh, for example, that Cardinal 
Gerhard Müller endorses liberation theology and denies transubstantiation, the bodily resurrection of Christ, and the perpetual virginity of the Blessed Virgin Mary because, hey, he opposes communion for adulterers and agrees that God's moral law doesn't admit of exceptions. So there, he's not only a Catholic, he's even a conservative, according to them. That is pathetic. Let's remember what Pope Leo XIII taught in his magnificent encyclical on the unity of the Church in 1896, Satis Cognitum, paragraph 9, quote, There can be nothing more dangerous than those heretics who admit nearly the whole cycle of doctrine and yet by one word, as with a drop of poison, infect the real and simple faith taught by our Lord and handed down by apostolic tradition, unquote. And uh, Pope Benedict XV wrote in 1914, quote, Such is the nature of Catholicism that it does not admit of more or less, but must be held as a whole or as a whole rejected, unquote. That's the encyclical Ad Beatissimi, paragraph number 24. Now, returning to Michael Warren Davis, he really believes that nothing in Francis' Carita Amazonia even suggests that anything will change with regard to married clergy or women priests. And yet, as our analysis in Tradcast Express number 108 showed, that is simply not true. Bergoglio has built the premises into the text that will allow him or his successor to draw the conclusion that celibacy should be lifted, or even that women should be ordained if push comes to shove. And for those of you who have not heard that yet, you'll find uh, that episode, uh, Tratcast Express 108 at soundcloud.com slash Novos Ordo Watch. Soundcloud.com slash Novos Ordo Watch, and then click on playlists, and uh, there scroll down to Tratcast Express, and you'll see every single episode listed. Now, to show how far removed from reality Michael Warren Davis's assessment of Carita Amazonia is, consider what he says here. Quote, I detect a whiff of apology for the Pachamama incident. Yes, he claims that it is possible to take up an indigenous symbol in some way without necessarily considering it as idolatry. But he also insists that those symbols must undergo a gradual process of purification or maturation. In a word, Christianization. I suppose the Christmas tree would be an example of a pagan symbol that has been so purified of heathenry. Whether this is possible for a statue of a fertility goddess is dubious, but it shows that Francis hasn't lost the plot, unquote. These people are unbelievable. I mean, what do you say to that? Yeah, in Corita Amazonia, Francis is apologizing for the Pachamama idolatry that took place in the Vatican Gardens just before the Amazon Synod. Because by reading deeply between the lines, he could be interpreted to be hinting that perhaps the adoration of a pagan fertility goddess wasn't entirely Catholic. Wow, what a conservative, bro. 
Now, before we move on, there's one more thing in the Davis article that I want to comment on. The author writes, quote, Pope Francis keeps a statue of a sleeping St. Joseph on his desk as a reminder that the patron of the church watches over the faithful even in his rest, unquote. Does this make any sense? In the Catholic Church, St. Joseph is the husband of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus Christ. He's the workman and the patron of the universal church. In Bergoglio's church, St. Joseph is asleep. And we're being told, oh, well, this means he's watching over the church even when he's sleeping. Yeah, except that St. Joseph is in heaven. He doesn't sleep anymore. Michael Warren Davis is insulting your intelligence, folks. He should work for Catholic Answers. He's a spin doctor, nothing else. And lastly, let's take a quick look at an interview published in the international version of La Croix on April 30th. They are a Jesuit anthropologist, (laughs) double yikes, a Jesuit anthropologist from Cameroon says that he really doesn't see all that much incompatibility between Catholicism and voodooism. Yeah, the Jesuit in question is uh, Ludovic Lado, and he is asked about the religious practices of the Bamileke people. The article bears the title. African traditional religion and the veneration of ancestors. Uh, But basically what we're talking about is voodoo. Okay, the word voodoo is not actually used in the article, but that and similar animist beliefs are generally put under the umbrella term African traditional religion. Leto explains that he doesn't like the term ancestor worship and instead prefers veneration of ancestors since these ancestors are not, he says, considered deities. He explains that after a person has been buried, the Bamileke people wait a few years before they exhume the skull and ceremoniously carry it to the family sanctuary, which is where the people make sacrificial offerings to them, sprinkling the place with blood from chickens or goats, or with palm oil, for instance. And asked what in the ritual practices of the Bamileke people he considers as irreconcilable with Christianity, Father Leto answers, quote, For my part, I don't see anything. These sacrifices can be compared to those of the Old Testament. In relation to Christianity, I consider the veneration of the ancestors as the Old Testament of my people. In a way, it can be likened to the communion of saints which includes the deceased, unquote. You know, maybe it's just me, but I don't recall ancestors being worshipped or uh, whatever, you know, sacrifices being made to uh, deceased people in the Old Testament. So I guess what he's saying is that uh, if Moses had met these voodooists, he would have been really impressed. Not to mention Elias. Right? When the prophets of Baal called upon their God to send fire from heaven, Elias said, Wow, that is so similar to my religion. Oh my goodness. Right? 
Yeah, not exactly. Okay, you can read the whole story in uh, the third book of Kings, chapter eighteen, verses twenty-one to forty. If your Bible doesn't have a third book of Kings, then it's called uh, the first book of Kings in your edition. But Mister Leto is not totally gung ho about this. He mentions that he and his fellow clergy, quote, tend to discourage among the laity the sacrifice of goats or hens and libations for the ancestors, unquote. See, he's actually a conservative. Folks, if this isn't the great apostasy, what will be left to apostatize from? Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.